Hi, everybody. It's Elle here. And I just want to give a quick shout out to our partners and our supporters and the people that edit and put this show together over at Pretty Easy Podcast. Now, we get a lot of compliments on how the show sounds and how it looks on YouTube, but that would not be without Pretty Easy Podcast and the amazing team that they have. If you are looking to create your own podcast or maybe you have some ideas of some social media endeavors, Pretty Easy Podcast has the technology, the equipment, and the skills to make your podcast sound great at your own disposal at your own time so record from home your office a park wherever they will help you out please give them a email at prettyeasypodcast.com once again that is prettyeasypodcast.com and thanks for listening late night i'm your host Elmet colors and i'm the host like i just told you and i'm going to tell you one more time i'm the host and queer late night is a podcast that's committed to providing space for our queer people and our queer allies to um, share their professional and personal journey and insight i'm joined by my best friend in the whole eye world the Minnie mouse to my mickey if that makes any sense tom and jerry those are those are references. It's the one and only Ricky Roman. Wubba lubba dub dub. And okay. <laughs> uh, do you want to tell tell everybody what that means? Um, if you if you know you know, and if you don't you don't. Hi everybody. How you, do- <laughs> how you doing? I'm well. Uh, you know, blessed and highly favored. Um, yes. And grateful to be here. I'm grateful that you're here too. Are you booked? Um, I'm booked in my heart. And you're blessed, <laughs> and, and you're blessed in your heart too, baby. I'm blessed in my heart. Too. I know that's right. And we are not alone, right? Mm-hmm. We never want to be alone. We are joined by the most fabulous Brooklyn organizer there is, and, and I'm going to say that now, and then watch me say it in another episode. I want to go ahead and do this introduction. I've been rehearsing. Joining us on this podcast tonight is Maxim Abedoff. He, they, fab, is a Brooklyn-born, Moscow-raised Jewish American who's not afraid of living their authentic self. They're an event organizer, podcast host, producer, theater director, activist, and art educator at the Park Avenue Armory. The Brooklyn-born, Russian-raised, testifies to their experience in growing up in America but being Brooklyn-raised. Maxim's here to talks about their intersectionality as well as to bring us information about the organizations and all the events that they plan in Brooklyn that supports people from I don't want to get this wrong it's it's the CCEECA which stands for the Caucus Eastern Europe and Central Asian um, people and the LGBTQ in, inside the LGBTQIA plus community ladies and gentlemen boys and girls everybody from non-conforming world please welcome Maxim. That's what Quiet. You... Quiet. 
<laughs> oh my god, not the Trump introduction. Quiet, quiet. Is, okay. Hi Maxim. Hi. Hi. Where was the where is the claps? Are where you, are the claps? I, every episode I like how you like you like poke around. I don't, you're not you're like mm, what is it I'm today? All right. We're not we're gonna we're gonna move on. Maxim. I mean you? listen, I just got my STI panel, no claps. No okay. claps. Okay. All right. So no Zephramason for you. Yes. Uh, how are you how you doing? I am um I'm doing okay. I'm doing good. You are? Yes, I'm just taking it one day at a time. Um it's uh it's a bit of an interesting experience being, you know, Russian raised queer American supporting Ukraine in times of war. Um so we're just taking it one day at a time and, you know, I'm good. Very mm. grateful and excited to be here with mm. the two of you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um we know that it's been really difficult, especially with the war in Russia. I don't want to say everything that's going on because it's a lot more than just everything that's going on. People are dying left and right, innocent civilians, children, hospitals, um, you know, apartment complexes. And this was a unjust waged war in which no human being should have to fear for their lives or leave, live on the ground, especially um, just after a pandemic, but we're going to get to that. Yes. I'm pretty sure that there is some queer news that Ricky Roman, I'm sorry, I had to swallow my spit. Hey, you're listening to Queer Late Night, a late night podcast that gives people from the queer community to share their insight they've learned along their personal and professional journeys. We're partnered with Pretty Easy Podcasting, and they're in charge of all the editing for this podcast. While we don't have corporate sponsorships or sponsorships from anyone right now, so we're broke, we are very much welcoming any type of charitable donations to help make this show become more accessible to queer community around the world. Continue to listen, support, like, subscribe, and share. I'm your host, Elle McCullers. Ricky Roman has brought for us today... Yeah, 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 yeah. Play yeah, your yeah. news button. You have your news button? I do have a news button. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> That's a news button. Okay. Um, if you don't know the name Brittany Griner, then I don't know. You've been under a rock. She is a U.S. basketball star, and she's being detained in Moscow. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm asking the guest for <laughs> to yes, confirm my the, fucking news. That's right. That's ah, what you're doing. Good. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Um, uh, long story short, she was detained for... Uh, having a marijuana vaporizer, you know, a vape pen, and this seems like it's it's just a it's such a nuance to get s- and detain an international superstar for, and I think it's very clear that you know because she's American and she was in Russia during these uh, trying times, they, they came for her. They fucking came for her. They're like, okay, well, we is got it, one. Is what is the rule? So you're not allowed to have what kind of vape pen was it? Was it the it was you know, like it's they're discreet at this point. I don't know exactly which one she had. It was obviously a you know what pen, I'm saying, right? No, yes. like they would have had to really do some investigating. They were trying to come for this girl. Are you, know are you not saying? allowed to have one of these, like the ones you're holding right there? There's how could you know? Yeah. How could you know? Looking at this little thing, like what's the the contents of it are? Like, did you say can I hit that? Is that nicotine or this weed? is nicotine? But you wouldn't right. know. This could be this could be either. I know they're not yeah. funding this podcast. I right. mean, listen, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you this. As somebody who has successfully smuggled <laughs> vape pens to Moscow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, on numerous occasions when I used to go back home, because I am from Moscow, mm-hmm. um, yeah. grew up there, my family is still there, They there's no way they could check because that shit right. doesn't smell. Right. Um, it's very discreet. So for them to find it in 
her luggage they had to target her yeah. they had to specifically go through all of her stuff to find it and they were they found exactly what they were looking for so you know the patrol officers had a field day and it's 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 absolutely atrocious that a black queer woman mm-hmm. is being detained in russia and i don't know where's joe biden where is kamala harris where are the state department statements about that we're trying to get her out um so absolutely yeah. the um so they're detaining her until gosh i just uh, i think it was may 14th yeah the moscow court just said yeah definitely until mid-may um she's detained i don't know if there are charges pressed um but i know that weed is criminalized in russia i'm sure um i am not sure about like exactly what are the um, like uh like sentences um and like what exactly how many years you can get for what amount right, right. however the rule of law in Russia is so vague that they can just literally slap whatever the prosecutors can slap whatever number they want. And the judge will just say, you know what, maybe let me add another couple of years on top of that. I'm reading right here. It says she could face up to 10 years in prison if convicted on drug charges. Imagine being in a prison in a foreign country where you don't speak the language. Let's bring this, bring the girl home. Bring the girl home. This is, I mean, over, you know, it's, 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 we're, it's, sad to see someone's life being politicized you know and that that's we see this every day but you know it's it's forefront right now well thank you for that can you not mm-hmm. use your vape pen though on the on the thing <laughs> yeah. Girl, they're not paying for this um i have do you, is that, that that all your news that's that's mine yeah do you have another button for queer banter oh, sure yes <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, well, so, you know, the U.S. Senate is busy passing really important bills and getting people out of jail, of course, um, fixing our homeless issue, of course, and they also are busy, they're not busy doing any of those things, I'm kidding, but they did decide that they're going to pass a U.S. bill to end daylight savings permanently. The bill, the if the bill is passed, I guess, through Congress or Senate or however it works, I, I should know, but I don't, um, it would go before the President Joe Biden and it would get signed uh, and take place in 2023. How does that feel for you? Do you like this, Maxim? Um, I actually think that they should have kept the other time, the whatever the permanent, the you know, like there's day, there's daylight savings and there's another one that when we go back an hour, I kind of wish we had that. Um, but like just like you said, we don't have any other more important pressing issues. And considering that, you know, let me break it down for you quickly how it works. You know, there's the there's the House of Representatives and there's the Senate. Both chambers have to pass it, and then it goes to Biden's desk. It's very easy to pass something in a House because you just need a simple majority. In a Senate, you need to have at least 60 votes to overcome a filibuster. So the fact that the Senate passed anything in these very, um, you know... Uh, pressing. Pressing, but also... Um, Untimely. Very partisan times where, you know, Republicans don't want to work with Democrats and vice versa. So the, th- yeah. so the fact that they were able to pass this is just... <sighs> well, fi- fi- fix our fix our like healthcare system, fix yeah. our immigration system, send more money to Ukraine to yeah. fight like close the close the sky. Just 
other bigger bigger pressing things exactly but the, um so most people were saying yeah it should have happened a long time ago um it'd be helpful a lot of people were saying well this would be helpful for a lot of the seasonal depression that people experience um yeah. there's still a lot of questions about so am i going to be going to school putting my child on the bus in the door in the dork dork dark am i going to put my um child on the bus in the dark just like a really weird like i don't know questions i've lived in a i lived in a time zone where they didn't just switch before and i thought it was amazing really yes i when i was in manama Bahrain, it's just just the same time all, oh all. i thought in the united states i was like where do they do what which time zone do they not do oh, imagine in the yeah, united states there's one, a, a, one time the so. right 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 that's a new state they made mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. uh well that's our queer banter for you for today on today's news um what's our queer question you have a quick question? You ready for this? I got a quick question for I you. I know you do. Maxim. If you stay ready. Maxim. Tell me. Here's a question. Yes. If you were a color, like an actual uh, Crayola color, like a color in a crayon box, it want to be clear so we don't get burned to the stake or canceled. If you were a color from a crayon box, mm. what color are you and why? Fuchsia. It's uh, I wish I wish I had my Aliens of Brooklyn bright fuchsia choke me hat, which I brought. Mm-hmm. I wish I had it on right now. Um, fuchsia <laughs> is like a aggressively pink color. Okay, a- aggressively pink. I aggressively like aggressively pink. pink. It's like neon pink. Oh oh, you know what I'm talking. Is it about. is it a is it a dark or is it very like neon like almost cl- like closer to white? It's like acidic pink. Oh. It's like um, fuchsia. Fuchsia. You want to hurt people as they walk up to you. Oh, I mean, it's my favorite color. Okay. It's like it's such a statement color. It's Absolutely. very powerful. It's also like like pink is you know a feminine sure. color according to the straights. Mm. Um, but it's <laughs> such a like aggressive pink. It's like aggressive femininity. It's like I live. Yeah, fuchsia. It's aggressive. Okay, Ricky Roman. What about you? Gosh, I think I would be like a a cosmic blue, mm. like a like a, a blue with hints of purple. You know, like a bluey, wow. bluey purple, like like you would God. see in like the early evening of the sky, the early as the moon evening. was rising. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is it the same color as when like the moon's out during the day and you can see it? No, no, no that's too light. You're thinking too light. Like, oh, you said purple, right? Yeah, blue, okay. pur- like a blue purple. I don't, I can't think of a word for it. Periwinkle yeah. is too light. <laughs> I love you know this what person. I'm like la- <laughs> lavender, with more blue in it. More Gosh, blue. There's a word. I'll come. I don't know. I don't know. But Maybe yeah, a, a blue purple. She's okay. a blue purple. That's what I see for myself. What about you? I would be white. Okay. Why? Because white is, I believe, I've read this somewhere, is all colors, mm-hmm. and I believe that like, I like to like em- embellish everything or try to mm-hmm. like try everything in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like things. Try everything once. Try everything once, mm-hmm. unless it's like, like pig or like you know, fisting. Mm-hmm. You don't have to try that once. Oh, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Was once the keyword in that statement? You don't have to try it. Anyways, <laughs> we are here for other reasons other than that. We are here because we want to 
shed some light on our queer activists and our queer artists and producers that are putting together things and not only promote um, our, our nightlife, but also promote nightlife in the sense of gathering people together. But before, and that's why we have Maxim here. Before we get to that, we want to talk to you, a person that is politically um, inclined. Is that the mm-hmm. right word? Very. Politically uh, uh, literate. Mm-hmm. Okay. What other, what, what other word do I know? Politically. Obsessive. Obsessive. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is in the room and I really appreciate you coming because right now there's a war in Ukraine and it's very confusing. It's been almost 20 days now so we've yeah. been able to sift through, most of us been able to sift through mass media and get to the nitty gritty and so far this war is unexplained. It's hostile, it's violent, it's killing people, women, children, uh, trapping people of color and in basements, there's no food, there's no water. Can you just give us a breakdown? And I don't know. I guess first of all, tell us, uh, tell us what your sign is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a. Ver- Thank you for asking the very <laughs> important question. You're, you're um, welcome. I am wearing um a little like thing right now on my neck. I am a Virgo sun. Okay. Uh, cancer moon and cancer rising. Okay. That's a lot of, it's cancer fire. Water. Water. So I have a lot of water. I'm very emotional and sentimental, but then the Virgo keeps all of it together. Do you, do, would you rather buy gifts or would you make them? I, pro, mm, buy. you rather buy someone a gift? I, I like to go to a store and like see what inspires like think think of a person i'm getting a gift for see what like inspires see something that i feel like would match their energy and give it to them hmm. i Ooh, like that i don't have time to make shit i'm sorry <laughs> we well, said sentimental i was like well maybe you're a gift maker but all right i get it me either i don't even know how to make things with like i don't even wrap my gifts oh, excuse me macaroni noodles um thank you for telling us that oh. All right, whatever. Are you reading anything or watching any type of television? I am reading All About Love by Bell Hooks right now. All About Love? What's it about? It's a collection of essays about the importance of love um, to dismantle the capitalistic, imperialist, white supremacy, patriarchy systems. Oh, my God. Bell Hooks is it. <laughs> me. Me. I, go ahead. Give me a button. Yes. And then I look over at my coloring book on my desk. I'm like, oh, oh boy. She okay. colors out the lines. I like that. Yeah, I color over the lines, baby. Um, well, that's good. We got, I mean, is there anything else you'd like to share? With the Are you single right now? I am single right now. Um, and you ready to mingle? I'm ready to mingle. But if you're going to waste my time and play with my feelings, I'm going to cut you. Yes. And you know what? You could add it to that. If you're like, there's your cat. Don't, if you're going to play it, my, was it play your pussy? How does she say it? You know the song I'm talking about? Like on Need to Know? She literally can't. play with my heart, play with my pussy. I don't know. Oh, my God. I literally, you, she cannot stop vaping. I can't. <laughs> I, I covered up the the thing. You can't see. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not plugging nobody. Okay. No plugs. All righty. No ready, plugs. Ready, 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 ready. Max, um, you have a unique story. Mm. Um, and I know that you've told this once, but I didn't hit record that time. But I oh can boy. see that. Actually, we're, we're checking we're st- that right I, now. I can see her. We've got the light on. 21 we're still minutes. going. All right. Max, here you go. Tell, yes. us, tell us your story one more again one my more again. story um when you when you were you're, you're russian born no you're brooklyn born brooklyn born so um my let me tell you my mom's side of the family are 
Jews from Odessa, which is a city, great, which is a beautiful city in the south of Ukraine um, on, on the Black Sea. And my dad's side is um, Middle Eastern, Armenian, Persian, and a little bit of different Russian ethnicities, um, like Kalmyk. And uh, um, very interestingly, um, you know, Jews and Armenians and Kalmyk people, they were all like heavily persecuted. So I have a lot of genocide on all of my sides of the family. You mentioned this. Yes. And um, my... I guess that a lot of a lot of it inspires what I do because I have the awareness of it. Um, I was born in Brooklyn. My mom, both my parents were born in Russia, in Moscow, um, mm-hmm. which is the capital. It's a beautiful city. I miss it very much, even though I can't go back um, for multiple reasons. Um, so I was born in Brooklyn because my mom, my grandma, and my great grandpa came to New York in early '90s when the Soviet Union collapsed and there was a lot of um, different republics became their own countries like Russia, Ukraine, Belarus. There was a a lot of um, nationalism, like heavy nationalism. And there was a lot of anti-Semitism. Was it unsafe? My family had to leave Russia because it was unsafe for Jews. Um, So my grandma came here in 1994. My mom came two years later in 1996 to give birth to me here um, in the United States, which I'm very thankful for. Mm -hmm. And then I went back to Russia. I grew up in Moscow. That's um, Russian is my first language. It's not my primary language Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when I moved back to the United States in 2012, I actually moved because Putin was reelected. Okay. There was a period. People say that Putin has been in power in 22 years. He's been president for 22 years. Technically not. Because we had a different president from 2008 to 2012. He was Dmitry Medvedev. He was handpicked by Putin to be his successor. And when Medvedev was in power, Putin like, changed the constitution. Giving is that him. how? Is that how like? Is that how like secession is supposed to work? Like, okay, I'm gonna leave, but I'm gonna pick you. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you can do what I say. I mean, yes. I mean, you know, in United States, like. Um, after Obama left office, you know, even though we had a primary, eventually Obama picked Hillary Clinton as his Democratic successor. So um, that didn't help her, obviously, um, as we all know. But um, <laughs> in Russia, it was kind of like they kind of established this tradition that, you know, they do have elections, but the previous president kind of chooses the successor. So okay. it's not really I mean, Russian democracy is not a true democracy. It's an, I was going to say, can you shed some light on why? He's still president. Like, what? How long is a fucking term for um, people that don't know? How so, long did it last over there? So the terms used to be just like in America, two terms say. for eight years. That's why in 2008, um, Dmitry Medvedev became president. Okay. But then Putin just constantly changes the constitution to annul his terms. Just rewriting it as you go. Just I like how re- he can change it. We can't change ours. Mm. Um. Uh, and interestingly, just seeing how often they change the constitution, I'm grateful that it is very hard to change constitution in the United States, but then it prevents any kind of progress. So, right. you know, two opposite sides of the spectrum. Um, <laughs> True. And Putin has just been able to establish this like political machine where he's fully in control of everything. And like whatever he wants, he gets because um, he, his hand is the one that feeds all of the oligarchs and the politicians. So right. they all are very loyal to him and they will do whatever he wants. And um, Russia, Russian TV is all b- owned by the state, and it's a lot of heavy propaganda. So majority of people heavily support Putin. It's almost like a cult, right? Right. Um, so you know, even right now in the war, people are like, even though the cult is like starving and they can't 
get basic needs like sanitation pads or bread, yeah. food for their children. They're just sticking by Putin. I'm going to stick beside him. Yes, because he was able to shape this narrative that he is the Russian people, that Russia without Putin is nothing, and that... You know, even though there's a lot of corruption, it's not his fault. It's the fault of the local officials. And Putin is with the people fighting corruption and protecting them from, you know, the evil West and the America who constantly want to, you know, destroy Russia. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if they think that now that he's um, taking away their Internet, like, access and their ability to do their own research and to educate themselves on what they decide to believe in. Or, you know, after this war that's causing them hunger, it's going to collapse to their government. Hasn't that always been restricted, though? Um, Like limited, right? Yeah. So the censorship was not as strict as, let's say, in China, where Facebook and Twitter is banned. Um, Those things were always allowed in Russia, but Russian people were never taught critical thinking or, you know, doing their own research, which is something that America doesn't really do as well no no. um uh, but you know it's not like people knew how to do their own research but for example there was always like russian wikipedia which right now just got blocked because they had a i used to write articles for the russian wikipedia just when it first started interesting you can write anyone can like edit wikipedia yeah i mean it's much harder now but like when wikipedia first started like 15 years ago it was literally like anybody Right. I found people that weren't dead on there. Well, <laughs> it's um you you stayed in Russia until you were how old? Uh 15. And then you, what was the decision process of coming to live? Um uh, I because I always had the American passport, I always had the option yeah. to come back. Um and in 2012 when Putin was reelected, I I was going to political protests. Um, I've been arrested. I've seen my friends being arrested. And I just, um, I saw the trajectory of where the country is going. Yeah. And I just knew I had to get out. Um, because just seeing people are protesting in the streets and just seeing how violently they're, they were treated. I was like, this is only going to get worse. At the time you were living your life outright as a queer, openly I queer. Wasn't. Um, wasn't. I mean, I was... <laughs> I, every everybody who like has seen everybody could tell i was wearing like skinny red jeans and i was like staging lady gaga numbers at my high school for like you know parent-teacher conferences so like nobody I was very lady you know gaga. Um, lady gaga famously not allowed what song in was it russia anymore all of the songs listen i've every, never did born this way but we did like mary the night we did judas we did born this way um, I once almost got expelled from my high school because we did a number from Burlesque. Um, you know when? Which um, which one? It's a cold and crazy world. That's my favorite one. That's n- uh, yeah yeah yeah. Um, and then so we did cool. a number to that song, which was a beautiful number. I choreographed the fuck out of it, but it was very explicit. Okay. Now that I look back, <laughs> lots of grind, crotchy shots. And huh? I was like, yeah, we were all like fifteen, sixteen, so it was not appropriate. <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't the gay. They were like, this is inappropriate. Period. Yeah, <laughs> nobody. I mean, the teachers. The gay were, didn't help. The the very interestingly, in, a lot of people in Russia, there's a lot of queer culture in Russia, especially on TV. Um, but if interesting, it's, if I feel it's, like we don't know that. Yeah, but if it's presented in the form of performance, like drag is allowed on stage, or right, so right, it's like, right. It's like, oh, I'm not gay, but I am like dressed as Elton John. You sure, know what I mean? Yeah. Then people are like, oh, it's 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 a number, it's, a it's a culture, Absolutely. it's a character. People yeah. would love that. Um, so I was always um supported because I was very creative and artistic. Um, 
but I I got like death threats from kids in school, predominantly male, of course, predominantly from like very religious, conservative backgrounds who were obviously like I guess looking back were now threatened. Um, but there was when I left, there was a combination of things. I just like, I was coming to terms with my with my queerness, yeah, and I was like I just don't want to hide it anymore, yeah. Um. So it was like protecting myself as being queer person, but also seeing that like I have to get out of Russia for all the other political, social, economic reasons. Right. You said that, I remember the last time you were here, you said as soon as you got here, you were like, what, 16? Yeah. And you were like, I'm ready. I came out half a year after because I kind of had a crush on this guy who was from Uzbekistan. Okay. Um, and I w- he was so in a closet. And yes. I kind of understand why, because his family was very religious, but I was just so like, pissed off at him for being in a closet because mm-hmm. i'm like like Didn't you live know. in a country where you can be openly queer right yeah and we were in new york so i was like you know what if you're not gonna come out i'm gonna come out for both of us see <laughs> yes i didn't out him um right. good right. for you but i because i think outing is never appropriate no. unless you're lindsey graham yeah fuck that guy <laughs> unless you're a politician who's taking everything who's yes. you know doing everything in your right to take away um, but on the weekends tweaking off the rails no ma'am <laughs> come on lady g um so when i came here like six months later i i just came out i was like i, I like i can't what was the first thing you did to come out what was the, what was the first like liberating thing you like did you buy a skirt did you paint your nails did you dye your hair blonde no no that's um i actually haven't done all those things until, until i was in college okay because i still lived at home with family my grandma and my family were like just you can be gay but just like we don't have to see it oh not that you know um it's like a very appealing to the comfort zone of cishead people yeah um keep that rupaul drag race in your room right i didn't even watch drag race until like all stars three that was okay. my first season that okay. I watched live. Um, ever was, since I've watched like every single season. Well, not every single season because Drag Race Italia looked cheap. Yeah. yeah. But um, what was the first thing you did? <sighs> or, oh, here's a better question. Where was the first queer space you accessed and felt comfortable and safe? I actually created my own. Okay. I created the very first um, Rainbow Coalition at my high school. Mm-hmm um and uh we created we had talks about homophobia but we also it wasn't just lgbtq center center we also talked about racism and misogyny and all those things in high school so it was a very much like a human rights Hmm. um after school club and um obviously that was the first queer space i ever entered was the one that i created for myself because i also lived in south brooklyn and there's not a lot of queer infrastructure down there even now 10 years later and then you went to you were going to the university to get your. You said you have your BFA and, or was it what's what you? Got? I have a BA mm-hmm. from Baruch College. Okay. Um, um, arts administration in theater. Yes, very executive esquire. Yes, like I do theater, period. but like on the administrative side, full stop. Period. Um, I learned that from Olivia Lux. Yes, she says full that. stop. More of your, more of your buttons, Chris. Jeez. Pew pew pew. She's doing good today, y'all. Y'all, she's not on it today. Quiet. Quiet. <laughs> Don't be rude. God, that voice. That voice God, just, uh, oh, it's jarring. Oh my God. Okay, but all right. So you got your. You're a lawyer, and what was it? No, I wish. <laughs> no, arts administration in theater and English. Like I said, lawyer. Uh, um, I date lawyers, but okay. um, you hear? She says she don't date cheap 
lawyers only. Ooh-wee. Yeah, no offense to like struggling artists. I Amen. will book you, but I won't date you. And when Damn. he says book, he take the B off and put a H. Um, and now. <laughs> You said it's not me. I. What is going on? Why does Putin want Ukraine? What is do? What is this? Great Ooh. question. Um, this is this goes back be before Putin. This goes back thousands of years. Um, okay. There's always been a struggle between Ukraine and um, the kind of the bigger Russian country, whether it was the Russian Empire or Soviet Union or modern-day Russia. Um, Ukrainians have just been really abused by it, even though you, even though Kiev, the capital of Ukraine, is where the modern Russian civilization started. Kiev has been formed in like 6th century or like 5th century BC. So the land's sacred. The, the land is sacred. I mean... And it's been kind of heartbreaking to see that they're bombing Kiev and they're literally bombing cultural right. places that have been there for like 1,500 years. Um, and, um, you know, in Soviet Union, there were like a lot of like fabricated famines and millions of people died. You know, in World War II, uh, unofficially, unofficially, there's 40 million people in Soviet Union who died. Eight million of them alone are Ukrainians. Oh wow! Which is insane because forty million, eight million. Yeah, out of all the other Republican countries, because Ukraine is literally Ukraine is their horrible fate is that they're sandwiched between Western Europe and Russia. Mm. Okay, so they're always that like no man's land buffer zone. Who and Ukrainians are very independent people. They're very freedom loving people. Yeah, and in the last thirty years since the Soviet Union collapsed and they became their own independent country, they were able to maintain a I would say a pretty strong democracy. They have peaceful transfer of power. Yeah. They've had six, seven presidents, different mm-hmm. administrations. That's um, good. People elect them. Um, but they had they, they did have two revolutions, and that brings me back to why Putin wants um, Russia so bad. It all started in 2014. I'm sorry that I'm giving you so much history, but no, I think it's, it's important education. to important context. Education. Um, in they... In 2010, um, Russia, uh, U- Ukraine elected a president who was previously ousted because there was fabrications that he was elected, um, you know, fraudly. But then he came back, he, Viktor Yunukovych, but then he came back to power in 2011, I believe. And in 2013, he made the decision, um, he, he was faced with a choice, either to join a European trade agreement, which majority of Ukrainians supported, or join a trade agreement with Russia which majority of Ukrainians didn't support, but because Yanukovych was so closely aligned with Putin, he was Putin's puppet, he made choice to go with Putin. And that really angered people. And they went to protest in the streets um, in the Maidan Square. Maidan means independence, so it's like their independence square. And when people were protesting, Yanukovych opened fire on them. Jesus Christ. Killing hundreds of them. Oh, yeah, I remember this. And that started, and that started a, a, a full-on revolution. Um, he had to flee the country, and uh, Ukrainians staged a coup. But in this, but you know, justifiable coup in this um, sense. And then yeah. they had a different government. And then the next year, they had um, elections, and they elected this guy named Pietro Poroshenko, who was a business owner. He owned chocolate factories. <laughs> um, you know, he was kind of like the. He was he was the businessman president of a democratic country Willy before Wonka. before Trump. Yes, um, 
and but Putin, when he saw that Ukrainians overthrew his puppet, he couldn't like he took it personally, and he was like, "How dare you!" So he annexed Crimea. Um, they held a referendum, but it was very much like you know, gun to people's head. Like, do you want to join Russia? And you know, they had they said yes, and then he also sent um, pro Russian pro Russian troops to two regions in eastern part of Ukraine called Donetsk and Lugansk, and those um they kind of overtook the government those two regions and now they claim that they're pro-russian separatists and there's been a war happening in that region for eight years with a lot of casualties um and putin obviously sending weapons um but now he realized that you know there's why just stop there why not take over the whole country because he has this insane paranoia um he, it's two, it's two things one he has insane paranoia of nato that yeah. NATO wants to put their um, weapons in Ukraine. Ukraine and face them at Russia. Um, does does NATO want to have troops in Ukraine? Absolutely. Do yeah. they want it because Russia is an aggressor and they have to protect, you know, the world peace? Yes. Yes. And another thing, Putin has these like insane imperialist ambitions. He lines himself in line with like Catherine the Great and Peter the Great. Mm-hmm. So he really wants to bring back Russian Empire. Um, okay. Which is why there's a lot of conversation because Ukraine wasn't the first war he started. Right, there was war in Georgia in 2008. Um, there was a war in Chechnya, which is a very infamous region um, yeah. in early 2000s. And did he lose those wars? Uh it's a he got lands. He the the areas that he sent troops to, they, he was able to successfully annex them. So in in one way he won the wars, but on the other um, hand, he made people in those countries really in those regions really resent Russia. So that's a very yeah. In terms of like, it wasn't it wasn't a win or lose. Right. You just made yourself look bad. Yes, but then he got lands, and right now, and obviously there's a war been happening in Ukraine since 2014, um, but right now it's obviously on a whole nother level right now we're talking about full-blown war with like you know like obliteration of you know the entire of the entire cities Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. obviously mass refugee crisis like i think like seven million people have fled from ukraine um all over europe um poland uk united states canada um and he's using, you know, weapon. And, and we've seen he's been bombing maternity hospitals. He bombed apartment, um, buildings. apartment buildings. He actually very like this just happened yesterday. Um, and it's like this is why he's been designated as a war criminal. Um, there is a city right called Mar- Mariupol in Ukraine, yeah. and it's been fully blocked blocked around. So people um, don't have electricity, people don't have water, people don't have food. There's, there are people dying of mass starvation there. Jesus. And there was uh, a beautiful theater there where they hid women and children. And they even wrote on the asphalt in front of the theater, children on both sides. And they still bombed it. The, the people, they were coming out of the rubble. I was reading they were coming out of the rubble that... and. I mean, for a lot of people that are, are listening, like a war crime is listed in the Geneva Convention Act, and it's pretty much when you, you you genocide and you murder innocent people that have nothing to do with the war. They're not a part of the military. So women, children, Civilians. elderly, handicapped people, any people in the hospital. He, there's been hospitals bombed. and um, Well, he won't be held accountable, so let's be honest, because you got to capture... 
a war criminal. You need to hold him in high court, and that's something that we can't do because why? He's in a bunker in Siberia. Yes. Okay. He's not even in Kremlin right now, which, interestingly... Is that what he's trying to sell? Is he trying to make people believe he's, like, in the Kremlin, but... I don't, I don't even think he is because right. he knows his own people wouldn't mind. They also don't right. care. Right. Um, they and wouldn't mind what? That he's not in Kremlin. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, right. Because they're like, you know what? If he's in Kremlin, Ukraine, like, NATO will send airplanes to Moscow to try to capture right, him. Right, you know? right, right. Um, I actually think, as somebody who is from Moscow, if you think of... So Moscow is kind of like Washington, D.C. That's where the entire political apparatus is. Yeah. And I actually think... Personally, I don't know how good of an idea is to be hiding in a bunker while your entire government is thousands of miles away from you. Because what if they start organizing against you? I'm manifesting this. Mm-hmm. What if they all start <laughs> manifesting it? Mm-hmm. You know, people in the media, which I yeah. think we're going get to get into in a second. People in the media, people in Duma, which is like their Senate. Um, people in the, you know, different like branches of the government what if they all start organizing without you and you can't do anything because you're thousands of miles away you know do you see that's um, what i would be doing mm -hmm. uh any similarities between him and the last czar romanov what's right nicholas the second um no nicholas the second was kind of a very i mean he was hot um but he (laughs) Was he, he was. He wasn't. He did. He did. He didn't have the same insane imperialist. Um, right. Man, and he, he. He was he, a little more disconnected. He was more disconnected. Right. He wasn't as evil. And he, because he comes from a line of, um, you know, like tsars and right, rulers. Right. I don't think stakes. The stakes are not as high. Putin comes from a poor family. He was abused as a kid. Okay. He is. He Damn. was the KGB agent, so he really made it to the top of the ranks, and he. Was the KGB agent equivalent to CIA? Um, I would. I mean, I'm not a. I. I, I, I CIA's. So. What's the difference between CIA and FBI? I mean, I know they're two separate Federal agencies. Federal Bureau of Investigation. That's a good question. Central Central Intelligence Agency. So I guess FBI is like police. FBI is kind of like Those more. Little, I, I don't know. They I'm do more gonna, federal I can't, I can't based say. crimes, I think, here in America. Okay. FBI, CIA, Central Intelligence Base. If you think Central Intelligence Base, more like they, spies. They're right? more like they hold would be a hub of all information. Mm. I see. Um, and that's just me thinking how I would put it in military terms. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think the right. CIA is a little bit more like. Choo-choo. Got it. So yeah. I I would say KGB is like the CIA. Um, if if we talk about like the involvement of CIA in like let's say Latin America helping overthrow oh yeah you know leaders in Latin America right um and just you know causing like chaos on behalf of the United States I would say KGB is that way but KGB right. is I mean KGB agents are don't trust the word they say just because they've been trained to lie lie and deceive and cause destruction anything for the benefit of the state whatever whoever gets to decide what the benefit is and whoever gets to decide what the state's interests are fine well that sucks and it shouldn't be happening you're here oh hit another button i'm sorry i'm trying to keep up with these questions it's uh (laughs) oh geez rick there you go baby (sighs) All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, one more time. Uh, You're here to 
tell us about your grand endeavors. You so we were invited to your Christmas event for. Can you tell us about that? And I, I know it's yes. not Christmas now, but right. I had fun. Right. So I am, um, you know, being queer person from Russia um, and growing up in New York where there was no infrastructure for people like me, we kind of realized that there is a huge um, void, huge like gaping hole um, of, (laughs) thank you, um, uh, that there is just really no queer infrastructure for people from the post-Soviet region, like Ukraine, Russia, Belarus, Georgia, you know, we have like Poppy Juice, which I guess is like queer Latino party and all that, but nothing for us. So um, I became part of a collective called We Together, where we organize events, nightlife events for the CISA community. CISA stands for Caucasus, um, Eastern Europe and Central Asia. We used to say Russian-speaking community. We're moving away from that term okay, uh, for multiple reasons, <laughs> right. obviously because there is a war, um, but also because we just want to be more inclusive yeah. um, and diverse because it's not just limited to and also a lot of people in those countries don't speak russian right you know because um it's been 30 years since soviet union collapsed a lot of people in let's say the baltic countries estonia lithuania russia and uh uh, estonia lithuania latvia they just don't speak russian at all right because why 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 should they it's not their language right um so you guys came to our holiday um party which was like our first like big 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 event even though we've been having events last summer um, and we flew in a uh, drag queen from Moscow, and we had all these different performers from yes. R- Russia and what Belarus was, and Georgia. What was her name? Um, her name was Zaza Napoli. Zaza Napoli. Very, very drag, like very old school drag. Yeah, name. I like that. You were like, you were like organizing the hell out of it. Absolutely. Pium, pium. Yes. Pium, yes. pium. You saw me do an outfit change, I running out high change. heels. You came out with a purse. I like get your outfit included a bag. Well, a lady do always carry a purse. Okay. You had your phone and your other like event planner things and stuff shoved inside. I was like, you better. Yeah. And, and the best part of the night was like, you like, you know, you know, Russian men they like black guys. I was like, oh, don't know. <laughs> like five minutes later, I'm like, I remember exactly why I told you because the three of us were standing and then like we see because it was a three dollar bill, same where we're gonna have our fundraiser this Sunday. Um, well, see. What's the little bit of the what's when is this is obviously going to come out? This after. is going to come out after, right? But you can say this Sunday. Um, it doesn't matter, right? So where we, um, so it three dollar bill the same place where we had our fundraiser for Ukraine. Um, and mm. I remember the three of us are standing chit chatting, and then I see at the corner of the bar there's like a group of Russian guys who are just like looking our way. And I'm like, who are they looking at? But then I'm like, they're they're looking at you, mm-hmm. and you for sure too. <laughs> she, um, had, she had her no, like, she's me. wearing a little tank top. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. So last time we had obviously a dance party, and we wanted to like celebrate life. But this time, you know, we actually were planning for a similar event to that. But then the war happened, and we we realized that we have to change the format. Yeah. To make it a fundraiser with a hundred percent of the um, donations and ticket sales going to different organizations benefiting Ukraine, um, just because you know that's that's what that that's our the mission of our collective. But also that's just like I think what we should do as human beings. I love that. Go ahead, Ricky Roman. You have a question. <laughs> Excuse me. This is all just flowing so organically. I don't want to throw my stick in the machine. Throw it in there. Um, ooh wee. 
Ooh, we is right. Um, what What are you thinking of asking next? I just, I'm so sorry. It's uh, I'm 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 loving you sharing your story organically yes. with us. I want to uh, take a puff of her pen. Yeah, always. <laughs> I I'm trying. I want I want to ask something that will that that let's let's bring it back to Ukraine. How can people avoid misinformation right now on both sides? That's a great question. Um, I'm thinking so maybe like I can like because earlier I remember you saying um, a lot of people a lot of nationals have a hard time doing critical thinking you know right right um, I'm also having like things in my mind okay. like, no um, put it together I'm your, thinking like should, we, should I finish talking about the fundraiser please so please 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 right so the, I'm just so like you know this fundraiser um, it's very important for us because we obviously are a queer collective but we aim to specifically bring in everybody from russia ukraine georgia belarus kazakhstan all of those regions um and at this fundraiser we had a lot of ukrainian singers um we had a georgian singer we had kazakh speakers we had different trans um speakers um and it was just and a lot of them were you know straight um coming into a queer space interesting yes um a lot i would say half of our performers are straight um this time around and we're obviously also got, like had like you know nightlife staples of new york city like the dragon sisters Work. yes uh or like chico raro or jupiter genesis um who's an amazing drag queen she was top five in general in uh general number five's ultimate diva pageant um so proud of her um and we just it was very important for us to bring the entire community together um for ukraine because it's a great cause and you know, we've seen a lot of it was important to bring the entire CISA community, but also to have all these LGBTQ people coming together. Um, and we've got incredible support from the community. You know, Untitled, Untitled Queen, who is a visionary drag artist, um, they donated a couple of their prints to the event so we can raffle mm, it. Um, nice. And I've been it's, it's been nice to see the support because, you know, we've seen a lot of the queer people and LGBTQ folks, you know, stand up for Britney, free Britney and just like really channel their energy for her which is a great cause but i i it was great to see and i continue hope to see the same kind of energy for people in ukraine who are well fleeing violence mm. absolutely is and not to cut you is but how is the the, the transition or the mm. i guess the exiting of our lgbtqia plus community members leaving you know ukraine are they finding places to rep to right to go to i mean right that's a great question um and that's kind of what mm-hmm, we're talking mm-hmm. about i i first want to say that ukraine out of all m- m- out of all the post-soviet union countries has been one of the most progressive on lgbtq issues mm-hmm. out of c- definitely comparing to russia but also like other countries um they had gay prides wow. um they yeah. have um i don't think they have i don't think gay marriage is allowed but you can live openly as a queer person you can run for office as a queer person um and trans people can present uh female for like official documents photos um however there is a problem that trans people still have the the sex assigned at birth as the one that's in their passport so like trans women would still have male mark in their Mm -hmm. passport and that's why a lot of them had have been having a really hard time getting out of ukraine yes um just because 
all men from the age of 18 to 65 are not allowed to leave Ukraine just because yeah. they need to stand like stay back and fight um so there's been you know there's a amazing organization called um, cohort or kagorta in ukrainian and they were one of our partners for our event they are a ukrainian trans organization who are providing refugee status and just resources for trans people in ukraine and getting them out um i will say this a lot of lgbtq folks in ukraine stayed and they joined the military salute them salute them um amazing. and the reason for that is because they know the price of fighting for for their rights in a country where they literally had to build up lgbtq community from nothing mm, 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 yeah so a lot of them joined the military there was actually an organization called lgbtqi militaries in ukraine okay. supporting lgbtq folks who are fighting back there's actually been cute stories about gay couples joining the military together okay oh boy. um which is just quite interesting just you know because there's this kind of narrative in the media and i'm sure you know this more than anybody else about like you know gay people don't want to serve queer people don't want to serve and mm. you know they're like whose narrative is that this is head of media. which country because mm. i know in this country there are plenty of lgbtqia people that are facing the utmost you know discrimination and getting mm. and staying in the military. Mm -hmm. And these are the people that want to fight. And let me remind you that only one, like, it was a survey that said less than 1% of Americans voluntarily, because there's no draft. We don't do that anymore. Volunteer to join. That's Americans in general. Join the military. So even smaller part of that 1% are people from which are inside the LGBTQIA plus community trying to serve their country mm -hmm. that offers them the most freedom. So it's, it's, I'm proud of you know them. I feel like mm -hmm, it's a mm -hmm. it's a very 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 strenuous war in which yeah you know and they and they know what they're fighting for because if Russia successfully invades and takes over Ukraine, which no just just I'm just gonna say it's just not gonna happen. Ukrainians will win. They will win this war. Um, but they're they they know that if Russia takes over whatever pro progress has been made in terms of lgbtq rights will just be dismantled it'll be dismantled and there has actually been reports by american intelligence that um putin has a list of lgbtq activists in ukraine that he plans to detain and arrest and kill because queerness encourages independence it, mm. it encourages Amen. liberation it encourages critical thinking it encourages self-expression and authenticity all of the things that threaten Putin's very fragile regime. I just want to say it. It looks like the it, people have this perception that Russia, that Putin is a very powerful leader, and then the entire apparatus is strong. It's a huge machine, mm. but it is very fragile mm. because you know it's based on intimidation and fear, right? And right. those are not sustainable models for no. people. For well people. said. Tell us about what is going on in russia as far as they're acting out standing up against the yeah. war mm -hmm. it's i was on a phone with my mom the other day and she was just like bawling crying and you know i think hearing your mother cry is one of the most painful and hard things Absolutely. anybody can you know experience yeah. um Things are really bad in Russia. I would say, obviously, they're not having, they're not being bombed, but they are in the middle of an information war. Mm -hmm. They 
they get bombarded with propaganda every single day and it's driving people insane um, because obviously they're appalled by the war. They, you know, know, again, Soviet Union lost like 40 million people in World War II. And yeah. for the last 80 years, there's been every March, now, every May 9, there's been celebrations so that they were, the war has ended, calling for peace. Um so people are appalled at the war, but then they're also feeding the propaganda. So a lot of them think that the war is necessary and they support it. Um, you know, a lot of people are standing up to it, like my family. Um, the people are protesting, but it's very dangerous. Right. Um, they've passed legislation saying that you can't even say the war, the word war. You can't call it a war. You mm. can't call it an invasion. You can call it a special military operation. Wow. Um, media publications yeah media publications have to blur out the war the world the word war i mean we've all seen um this woman marina Vsanikova, who came out in the on um um what she did was actually insanely brave absolutely um, because that thing that she came on those are the 9 p.m news on the first channel that is the prime news that mm -hmm. is the news source so she came out with a big poster saying they're li they're lying to you no war publications in russia that were covering that incident had to blur out what her poster said hmm. just because it's against it's it's against the law you can go to prison for it um but people are standing up people are tired uh, because the sanctions are going to hurt russians economically right. very bad there's already shortages of like sugar and mm -hmm. flour mm -hmm. and bread and you know, there are potential talks of devaluation of ruble, which, you know, Americans don't even understand what that means. Right. But, you know, basically when your entire currency is just like scraped and they create a new one. So all the savings you have might be annulled. Um, what do you mean? Hold on. So that, that means like, so my little five dollars and my little chase bank, they could just be like, girl. It's not worth yes. anything. Start over. I mean, it's Start not worth over. anything right yeah. now. <laughs> Basically, let's say you have $10,000 in your savings account. Yeah. And then tomorrow they say, you know what? We're changing the currency. The $10,000 that you used to have is now equal to like $500 in the new currency. That happened twice in Soviet Union. So there is a potential conversation about that. They're talking about a, um, economic default happening sometime in April. What will that, what will that mean? What's that the mean? Default, default is when the country is uh, unable to pay on its own debts. Mm. Okay. Um, there's been constant talk about it happening here in the United States. Thank you, Mitch McConnell. Right. And um, not us defaulting. Th there's been but there's been talks last year that if there's you know how in the United States we're always having on the verge of government shutdown and we're having a always, government okay. shutdown. That is the worst case scenario is that default might happen and then the country cannot pay its own debts and to other countries. So that's a, a, a possibility for Russia. And if when that happens, that's when the government can start taking its own citizens' money mm. um, and confiscating them. You know, it's illegal right now to own dollars or euros right now in Russia. So everybody, my mom had to take out all of her money and I'm not going to tell you what she did with it or where she hid it. But my mom had to like. We wasn't gonna ask. But I'm just <laughs> giving you a picture that of the right. things that is happening there. Um, so I just I, I I really want people, whomever listening to this, to hear this. Russian people don't want this. Mm -hmm. They're suffering. Mm -hmm. They're trying to stand up. Mm -hmm. I saw so many ignorant comments on the internet. People saying like, if Russians don't like Putin, why can't they just stop electing him or overthrow him? That was the, that's the most ignorant thing. That's the most we uh, you know. Uh, we they tried to overthrow the government here two years ago in Jan well actually a year ago in January six 
um how you know right did that happen no and you know we had somebody who was a president in power so it's not that easy to do no and people are doing their damn best but russian people deserve empathy right now yeah um also they can look at the news and see that it is absolutely not allowed to there's no such thing as free is there such thing as freedom of speech in russia Mm -mm. so there you go you know you can get your you can get slapped hardcore you can you can i mean alexei navalny is rotting in prison you know just the way nelson mandela was in south africa alexei navalny was an opposition leader who was poisoned by putin and then he went to germany to get treated and when he came back to russia they put him in prison and i've seen this yeah yeah that's old school yeah so um russia right now is going through a lot of times but the next couple of months are going to be critical for russia we're going to see whether his inner circle and the politicians and the media will stand up and we're right. we're seeing right now in the media that people are quitting and mass right. the channels and right. they're protesting right. and they're like we're over this and the thing is that Putin's machine is heavily built on propaganda. Right. So if his propaganda falls, then everything else will fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no news. There's no. Where, where do people? Because you can't access Twitter now. They've cut their feeds. Facebook has cut their feed. Yes, they're continue. They're they've been saying they're blocking Instagram, but they've been blocking it for a, a month, a week now. People are downloading VPNs, right. which yeah. is also they haven't counted it because VPN is a method of people getting internet autonomy. Yeah despite the censorship so it's i can't tell you i i'm trying to stay hopeful but then also just seeing what they're doing to people in ukraine is just 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 the ruthlessness of putin's actions we didn't ask you this before but do you have any ukrainian family members mm. um well my entire mom's family is from odessa which right. is in ukraine i have some ukrainian i would say family not like really blood related but you mm-hmm. know chosen family mm-hmm. uh, very close members in ukraine who are stating in ukraine um my 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 sister's nanny who raised my sister and is a very close person to us she lives in the city um hello olya i I doubt she's listening to this but Mm -hmm. give a huge shout out to her she lives in a city called vinitsa which is right in the center of ukraine Mm. and she lives in a village next to it and because she has her own like yard where she grows her own food um her kids escaped one of her kids is in Poland. The other kids are in Italy. But every day she's been making food and bringing it to the trenches to feed the the soldiers. Wow. She's been walking at She's been walking every, every day. She's making food and bringing it. Ukrainian people are fighting and they mm-hmm. will fight tooth and nail. They will mm-hmm. fight until the last Ukrainian is standing mm-hmm. because they were like, you will you will not rule us. Um, and you know, I just learned yeah. in the... Um, I heard the Ukrainian national anthem and I think it's in the first two lines. The peaceful that they're talking about uh, not shedding more blood to Russia that's, like, incorporated in the song, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, that's, it's, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, most national anthems are, you know... What's it? What is it? What is it exactly? What's the words? I, 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 I'm going to botch the translation. I can, I can look it up Would right you now. please? But um, it's... it's uh, I was listening to it the other day, and someone's translating it, and the first two lines were kind of haunting in that... It's not the first time Russia's done this, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a testament to their resilience. But it's also written in like, um, don't try me again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in song. Um, I know we didn't talk about it much this time, but maybe another time we can talk about how Ukraine, why they decided to give up their nuclear weapons. I mean, 
that was uh, that was a bit of a mistake. Yeah, so the first two line, the first line um, um, of a uh, Ukrainian national anthem in translation is "Nay, thou art not dead, Ukraine. See thy glory is born again." Like the the constant fighting for mm-hmm. their independence against. Uh, I mean, they don't mention Russia by name, mm-hmm. but it's very much like we know who is killing Ukrainians. So. And don't try it again. I mean, <laughs> boom, boom. Try me again. See what happens. You have been in the forefront of creating lots of queer spaces, but especially for people who are from the same background and intersectionalities as yourself. What is it like to be a queer um, event planner and production producer? In right now, right now, I. I'm not doing this for the money, yeah. obviously. I mean, but I doubt. I mean, I even know Suzanne Barsh doesn't do it for the money because yeah. there is no money in nightlife. And I love Suzanne Barsh. That's such an she's such yes. an inspiration she's been for a long time. Um, it's it's the first time when you guys came to our event on holiday um, for for holiday season. Um, we knew we we're doing something right, but we together because after the event, people came up to us crying, mm. saying like, "Thank you. We 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 wanted to feel that because." The beauty of our community, the LGBTQIA plus community, is that we know what it feels like to be othered. We know what it feels like not understood and accepted by our own families or society. So just to find our tribe of people who understand us, uplift us, platform us. Exactly. And, you know, I, I, I know that a lot of LGBTQ folks that you know, escaped LGBTQ persecution in their home countries back in post-Soviet region, came to New- came to New York, came to this country, and they still had to experience a lot of that in conservative communities, right? Because a lot of Russians and Ukrainians, um, especially in the areas of Brighton Beach and Coney Island, which are historically where those people have settled, because they still lack. They're they're so geographically far new york is just gigantic they're so geographically far from like hell's kitchen on williamsburg um they just don't know and they don't have that exposure and they don't have the queer infrastructure so i just know that there are so many queer people you know in those communities that like just want to find their tribe and they still have that a lot of and they take on a lot of that internal internalized homophobia and transphobia yeah so i just know that you know the events that we do are it sounds so cliche, but they're saving lives. No, no it's, it's meaningful. Not, it's cliche. It, it they makes are saving sense. lives. You never know. You know what? You, it's like moving to a state you don't know. Like if you were just to move to Alaska right now, we would be taking you from your, which used to be Russian. Which you, they said they wanted back too. <laughs> I, they I'm, said you're going to return that, and you're going to return California. And we sent them like a thirty day like no refunds, <laughs> fucking notice. No, um, but. It is life-saving because people outside of what they know, their culture, people that look like them, that speak the language, mm-hmm. same language as them, that may have shared the same customs as them. You know, we all don't experience Christmas. We all don't do Easter. Right, Just the right, same right. foods and things like that. Mm-hmm. That is warming, especially if you are here in New York or anywhere else trying to do the normal hustle and bustle. We all know a toxic work environment on top of it, um, being a roommate here on top of it, the normal study like pressing parts of life to and go the MTA s- and the rats and the rats to go to somewhere where people you're you're you feel safe and you recognize the music and the people it's it is life it is yeah. you're doing 
something really important and I I commend you for that. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I mean I mean I'm not Russian. I'm always late though. Ah! <laughs> 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 it took me a second. You might not be Russian, but we all, each of us know what it's like to you spoken a little bit earlier to be othered and to feel like um, even though we all fall under the the LGBTQ plus community umbrella, the um, the intersectionality of having uh, being around people that speak your language quite literally your yeah. language is extremely comforting. So I know that you know your work is appreciated, baby. Thank you so much. We have a great team and everybody uh, who is working on this event and future events collaboratively is putting their heart and soul into this. So it's it's a well-oiled machine. We got to see it in action. Nice yes. loop up. And you're Absolutely. and you're doing and let's talk about so mm. it's March 20th of this your event that's going to happen, of course. This is being pre-recorded, so this will be after. But mm-hmm. the I'm I'm assuming the CC the C CISA CISA yes C E E C A. Do they have their own website? Is there mm. uh, is there a place that people can look in, join Zoom? Yes. Uh, talk to people if they want to move. You know. Great. Um, thank you for asking that. Um, we don't have a website yet. We have our Instagram page. Okay. Um, it's at underscore we underscore together. Okay. Um, the name of our collective is We Together. We are going to be doing other events. Uh, we are planning an entire Pride Festival in June. All right. Um, you, we're going to have another event at Redala Bill on June 19th, which is Juneteenth, I know. We're going to... That's just the date that $3 bill gave us. Okay. But everybody can go somewhere. If you black or you're a person of color and you decide to go somewhere else with you and team, you decide yeah, to do that. We're, we're not Russian. We're going we're gonna to see about that. Okay. We're, we're, we're going to actually um, showcase a documentary by gay Chechen men about okay. what it's like to be li- to live in Chechnya. Actually by an actual Chechen man because there's wow. been another documentary about being gay in Chechnya, but it was shot by a Russian man, and there's a little bit of that Bias. imperialist white savior mm. component to it. Um, yes. We're yes. gonna be we're gonna be at the pro- we're gonna be doing different events, um, and we're always looking for people to join our team. Um, and if we're also trying to just you know make everybody feel welcome, but specifically people whose first language is Russian or Ukrainian or who come from that part of the world and mm. just wanna find their tribe and come to a party where they can listen to music they grew up listening to mm. in back back home or just mm. you know you know find some cute boys or girls or days um however you want to do it mm-hmm. how whichever way Whatever. you identify where you want. everybody it's you know it's CISA LGBTQI community we're trying to be as inclusive as diverse as possible so find us on Instagram at we at underscore we underscore together and if they want to support people of uh, a, a donate, uh, you know. First mm-hmm. of all, I'm gonna say this: if you haven't been able to go to go GoFundMe, please look for the GoFundMe. There's a there's one specifically for the refugees, not refugees. My my apologies. The students of color mm. that are stuck in basements yeah. mm. because they're being turned away at the Ukrainian borders um, for whatever reasons. We don't know the whole story, but either either way, like at this point. People are innocent. People are dying. So being mm-hmm. stuck anywhere in Ukraine is awful. Please go donate to their GoFundMe. But is there a place for people to donate, um, and, and more in general mm-hmm. for the LGBTQIA plus people yeah. to receive funds in uh, Ukraine? In Ukraine, yes. So um, the organizations that we partnered up for this event, um, there's one called Razom, 
R-A-Z-O-M means together. They are just a very hands-on humanitarian organization. They're helping Ukrainians in general. Um, there is Kiev Pride. Kiev is the capital of Ukraine. Kiev yeah. Pride. Um, uh, I guess you're going to have the links in the bio for this episode. Maybe? I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, they are the most prominent LGBTQ organization in Ukraine. Mm, okay. And uh, um, so you, you can also find them, donate to them. There's LGBTQI Militaries, which is another organization we mentioned. And okay. there's also Cohort. Um, they are the trans Ukrainian organization helping okay. trans people in Ukraine. So um, I personally know all those organizations. They are very hands-on. They are doing incredible work, um, and uh, if you want to donate to them, spread awareness, send them, or just send them like a message of solidarity. I'm they'll they'll take any support. I love get to it. Also, we're, one last last one. Mm-hmm. There's people, of course, um, LGBTQ. <laughs> There's people like us, our community members, yes. in Russia, yes, that are stuck there. They don't have food. They they have nothing to do with the war. There are people too. There are organizations that <sighs> you can you know plug for that. I am thinking. Um, can't come. Can't can't think of anything. But also, unfortunately, due to the current sanctions, they right. can't get the money. You right. can't right. transfer right. money right. to Russia right now. Oh, that's damn. fucking crazy! Because they turn off right. that, and that's that's right. The banks. and that's the painful thing about these sanctions is yeah, that people, obviously the i support the sanctions because right. we Me have too. to put as much pressure on putin and his government as possible but it's the average people who are hurting and it's the marginalized people who are always hurting the most always if russia defaults on their 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 their, their, ability, their debts their yeah. debts does that cancel out the debts that we owe them at, in america I don't know if we own any money to Russia. Yeah, I think uh, America is Chinese owned. Yeah, <sighs> Go um, get the receipts together. <laughs> yeah, but it's what they're doing right now because they froze a lot of uh, central Russian bank assets. Yeah. In Europe, and they're actually going to take that money. So they're already allocating three hundred billion dollars to the rebuilding of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I guess stay tuned. Right. Thank you so much for coming to Queer Late Night and giving us a very, very, very thorough, detailed explanation on what's going on, not only in Ukraine, but also how to understand the people who are against the war in Russia. And we appreciate you tremendously. And I'm pretty sure everyone that you've organized multiple events for have been very appreciative. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, thank you. They can find me on Instagram at maxim underscore fab. I live on Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then go from there. All right. And Ricky Roman, you know what it is, Ricky Roman ninety one across the board. Bam, 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 bam. And you can follow us at Queer Late Night. We're back on Instagram, Queer Late Night. Um, uh, I think it's just Queer Late Night on Instagram, or you can follow me, Element Colors, on Instagram. I think that's it. Thank yeah. you so much for listening. Please donate and follow follow the links and find the links in both bios. We look forward to entertaining you one more time later on. Good night. Good, good night. Good Bye. night. Bye.